Hello and welcome fellow film buffs, I'm Hunter Van Leer, but I'm joined by my co-host and fellow cinephile, Zachary Droll! Hello, hello, I just woke up. <laughs> we can tell. We are the box office losers. Each and every week we deep dive into the movies for you to watch and review any and all films to ever grace the silver screen or your TV screen. This week we are talking about Wonder Woman 1984 or WW84, as it's been stylized as because people don't like saying words. Yes, because people are stupid. <laughs> people like, or Wonder Woman 84, if you're going to be the fast boy about it, which is what I call it. So, yes. Yeah. It was pretty good. It came out, what, on Christmas Day on HBO Max and in th- limited theaters, wherever theaters are actually being opened. So, yeah. I thought it was okay, but we'll get into it. So, Zach, you want to read us that overview? Yes, we'll, yeah, I'll definitely do that for you guys. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984, stylized as WW84 is 2020 American superhero film based on the DC comic book character of Wonder Woman. It is, a se- it is a sequel to the 2017 Wonder Woman and the ninth installment in the DCEU, or the DC Extended Universe. Uh, this film is set in 1984 during the Cold War. The film follows Diana and her past love, Steve Trevor, as they face off against Maxwell Lord and Cheetah. Hell yeah, dude. This movie, the the setup was phenomenal. The execution, not so much, but we'll get into uh, that later. I'm sorry, but obvious <laughs> bad guy was obvious bad guy from the jump. <laughs> well, no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> like, I know Pedro Pascal is the bad guy. <laughs> He's set up to be no, bad as, guy. Uh, as soon as you see the opening, you see the commercial, like, obvious bad guy is an obvious bad guy. <laughs> Let's get into the cast real quick before we start talking about obvious bad guys. So, Gal Gadot is Diana Prince, a.k.a. Wonder Woman. Chris Pine is Steve Trevor. Kristen Wiig is Barbara Minerva, who is Cheetah. Pedro Pascal is Maxwell Lord, who is not the same character as the one in the comics. (laughs) We'll talk about that. Uh, Robin Wright is Antiope. Antiope? It's one of the um, uh, Themyscarians. And then Connie Nielsen is Apolita, Wonder Woman's mama. So, the budget... Uh, I, like, how, like how you almost said Chris Pratt on Chris Pine. <laughs> well, they're both the same, right? I know, like, it's... <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I, um... The, the, the cast was, was good. Yeah, Ravi Patel is in this as, like, the Mayan um, historiologist or whatever. Like, that weird fucking stoner dude. He's in that. He's cool. Uh, the kid... I think it's the same kid from um, We Can Be Heroes. Not gonna lie, there's well, like, um like Pedro Pascal's well, Pedro Asian Pascal's kid. Also in that movie too. I know, yeah. Pedro Pascal's Asian kid is the one from We Can Be Heroes. I think. Don't quote me on that. We'll talk about that eventually. But um, yeah, there's a lot of familiar faces in like the background, and the guy who plays um pseudo Steve Trevor is also familiar. I just don't know where he's from. Mm-hmm. He he kind of looks like a very he, he could be a good um uh forget guy that's always in uh the Sam Raimi movies Bruce Campbell yeah he he could be a good Bruce Campbell look like to be honest oh yeah and a Bruce Campbell biopic yeah that'd be pretty cool I could, I could definitely see him in, in, in one yeah, he's a... got the jawline and he's got the hair so it works and the face to be honest <laughs> yeah it's close enough. So, the budget of this film was $200 million, but the box office was only $38.5 million as of the day after Christmas, which was 1226. but it did release on HBO Max 
as well. But that means if you already sub to it already, that means you gave them no money. But yeah. this movie is only available on HBO Max for 31 days, and then really? it'll come. Yep, and then it'll come out on DVD for two months, and then it'll be back on HBO Max at some point after that. So the budget of that movie, not the budget, the box office will recoup a little bit more because, like I said, that was only the box office of the day after Christmas. So the weekend after Christmas probably shot it up a little bit more, and then there's probably more budget, uh, more box office coming in once the DVD comes out as well. It's not considered Man. box office, but at least it can still make some money back. Man, COVID has killed the, the box office. I know. Every 2020 movie we watched, it's like, this movie cost $300 million to make, and it made back $3. <laughs> And that's why we're kind of reviewing old films, so we so so we can feel good about the box office. <laughs> exactly, feel good about what the box office used to be. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, I'll I'll kick us off with the first uh, two paragraphs of notes for us. Uh, the the director of this film is Patty Jenkins, who initially signed for the one film only for the first film, and expressed interest in returning to direct the sequel. In June of 2017, during an interview with Vanity, Vanity, um, comic comic book writer Jeff John, Jeff Jones uh, revealed that he and Jenkins have started writing a treatment for a Wonder Woman sequel, and it had a cool idea for the second one. Uh, while speaking in a Q and A at a Wonder Woman at a woman in a, uh, while speaking at a Q and A, women in film screening of the film. Jenkins stated that she would indeed direct the, the sequel. Jenkins later clarified that um, it wasn't a confirmation. It's just talking about the ideas and hopes. On July twenty on July twenty second, twenty seventeen, at at the at San Diego Comic Con, the studio officially announced the sequel will be produced by Jenkins, returning as director. The title was listed as Wonder Woman two. In September 2017, it was officially confirmed that Jenkins would be directing the sequel. On September 13, 2017, it was reported that the expendable writer uh, David Callum uh, Callahan would join the film to co-write the script with Jenkins, with Jenkins and Johnson. God, wow, so many like like J's in this mm-hmm. who had already been working on the who had only been working on it for several months. Ugh. Yeah. So, basically, right after Wonder Woman came out, they were like, we got a sequel, right? And everybody was like, yes, your movie was good. So, <laughs> we'll see how that turned out. But on February 28th, 2018, it was reported that the film would be shot in IMAX film cameras in a select action sequences by late May 2018. Longtime DCEU producer Zack Snyder confirmed on social media platform Vero, which is weird that he uses that, that he, along with his wife Deborah Snyder, would serve as producers in the Wonder Woman sequel. On June 13, 2018, the film was announced to be Wonder Woman 1984. A source close to Jenkins described it as a standalone film in the same way that Indiana Jones or James Bond, James Bond films are. Instead of one continuous story that requires many installments. Um, false. It's a direct continuation. In August of 2018, Hans Zimmer was announced as the composer for Wonder Woman 84, replacing Rupert Gregson Wilson uh, Williams, who scored the first film. Zimmer previously worked on Man of Steel and BVS in the first and second DC films in the DCEU, and the latter which also featured Wonder Woman. The first track of the score was Themyscira, which was released at DC Fandom in 2020, and another track, Open Road, was released December 10th, 2020, which is like a, two weeks before it came out, as part of the Week of Wonder, a social media promotion leading to the film's final release, which was, you know, Christmas Day. Oh, cool. Um, 
not much to talk about there besides just Hans Zimmer getting to fucking score. Yeah, Hans Zimmer's a god tier um, composer, so it was awesome to see that he came when when his name showed up. I was like, "Yo, his soundtrack's gonna be dope." <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 was theatrically released by Warner Brothers Pictures in a handful of international markets, starting on December 16th, 2020, and was theatrically released in the United States and Canada on Christmas Day, December 25th, 2020, in Dolby Cinemas and IMAX while streaming on HBO Max in the United States via the premium video on-demand platform. Um, in Canada, the same day, IMAX theaters will show a version of the of the film with a taller aspect ratio uh, during select screens. Wow, that's so obvious. That's Definitely gonna be, be taller aspect <laughs> taller aspect ratio besides a fucking TV screen. Oh, <laughs> oh man! The, the film will be released theatrically in additional markets through January twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. Hell yeah! Um, it was originally <coughs> it was originally announced. For release on December 13th, 2019, before being moved up to November 1st, 2019. It was delayed to June 5th, 2020. On March 24th, 2020, the theaters closed to an uncertain period of time due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Woo-woo! The film was delayed to August 14th, <laughs> August 14th, 2020, taking the release date to, um... Taking the release date of the movie Malignant. Okay, uh, taking uh, of a malignant in June 2020, another delay saw the film's release pushed to October 20th, October 2nd, 2020, before it was delayed further to the Christmas date. There was six trailers for this movie that had different release dates. <laughs> That's like, cause and one, there's like, like twelve different posters. Because <laughs> one, it goes the the first one. Okay, um, uh, original release date. Okay, maybe maybe people will be smart. And the pandemic will be over by the summer. No. Nope. <laughs> okay, crazy. okay. Maybe, okay, maybe we'll be smart enough it'll be good by fall. Nope. All right. We're still in the shit, brother. <laughs> we're still in it, and we're probably going to be here till next June. Probably. Woo-woo, so, because vaccines are going out right now. So hopefully, yes. you know, fingers crossed, everybody gets it, and, you know, we're all good. And, and everyone's still quarantined to wear the fucking mask. Yeah. So, later, Variety reported the film would be keeping its Christmas release date in theaters, while the film would also premiere digitally on HBO Max in the United States on the same day. While the film being available at no extra cost to subscribers, unlike Disney Plus's premium subscription fee that they have for Mulan, only to rent, fuck you Disney, after a staggering theatrical release schedule in the most international markets that uh, not have HBO Max streaming in December 16th, including Greece, South Africa, and the UK. Shortly after Deadwood Hollywood reported that in order to get exhibitors on board on the day and date HBO Max release, Warner Brothers agreed to take a lower cut of the rental revenue than it usually does with a tent pole release, as well as putting the film on HBO Max after a month, so the second month of the film's run could be exclusive to theaters. The site also said industry analysts had estimated the film's break-even point at $500 million and that it would expect it to lose money for the studio, and it did. Uh, Adam Aaron, CEO of the U.S theater chair uh, chain AMC Theaters supported the simultaneous release strategy stating, given the atypical circumstances calls for atypical economic relationships between studios and theaters and atypical windows and releasing strategies. AMC is fully on board with the Warner Brothers announcements. Before they weren't though. Yeah, no, they were against I, I, it. They were like, no, we need movies. And then he was yeah. like, nah, it's all good. It makes sense. COVID, right? <laughs> 
I mean, hey, you can't really get too mad at him. COVID's a real thing, you know? It's not a myth. Yeah. Yeah. The film's simultaneous release schedule led to Warner Brothers announcing on December 3rd, 2020 that its entire slate of movies in 2021 would be given the same release strategy. <laughs> but there's some fun about this. Uh, the guys who made Dune and the guys who made uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla Legendary Pictures, they have announced that they are suing Warner Brothers and HBO because uh, they were told 20 minutes before the trailer premiered that that's what they were doing. And since they had a uh, stake in the... Uh, the the overall box office like revenue uh they're pissed and they're suing them so it's hey awesome. but <laughs> hey but we got some movies to watch <laughs> yeah, <boy>. hey <laughs> woo woo uh, this led many filmmakers production companies and theater chains who were not informed and consulted with to voice their disappointment and displeasure over the move especially in regards to special treatment given to the cast and filmmakers of wonder woman 1984 that was not given to other filmmakers and actors in their 2021 films despite being paid her bonus by warner brothers as a result of this move patty jenkins expressed um both worry and optimism over the move's impact on the future of theaters and movie going as a whole on december 19th 2020 warner brothers confirmed a premium vod release in the uk as a 24 uh, 48 hour rental for uh, January 13th, 2021, due to the closure of theaters in the UK. Yeah, because um, the UK just went back on a lockdown. Yeah, but that's a they, good that's a good thing because then they'll be done in two weeks. <laughs> I, I know, like for them, like they, they, they've been doing so good. They went, they were good. Then another spike happened, and they shut down after the spike. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, the weeks prior to its domestic launch, uh, the studio spent 17 million dollars. On TV ads promoting the film, mm-hmm. they still barely made back anything mm-hmm. in the United they, States. They and barely doubled the television ads. In the United States and Canada, Wonder Woman 1984 was released alongside uh, News of the World, promising Young Woman and Pinocchio. Pinocchio. And it's uh, per- projected to gross across, uh, gross around 10 million. From 2,150 theaters um, on its opening weekend. Well, at least it made $38 million, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, internationally, the film was expected to debut around $60 million for 32 countries. In China, the film had a disappointing first day opening, only grossing $4.6 million compared to the local film The Rescue. Which grossed eight point nine million its first day. Well, of course they're gonna pick the movie that made, was made by them, not the yes. one that was made by Siri Americans. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, We're gonna have to wow. bleep that one. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm not racist, guys. I swear. Global uh, global projections were subsequently. Lowered to thirty-five to forty million, and the film went on to debut to thirty-eight point two million, including five million from IMAX screenings. China was the largest opening with eighteen point eight million, followed by the Taiwan with three point six million, Thailand two million, Brazil one point seven million, Japan one point six million, Mexico. <laughs> Wait, did you pronounce Mexico wrong, bro? <laughs> what? It's Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. 1.6 million. Singapore, 1.3 million. And the United Kingdom at 1.2 million. And Spain at 1.1 million. God damn it. 
Hell yeah, dude. In January of 2019, after principal <laughs> photography on Wonder Woman was completed, director and co-writer Patty Jenkins was announced that the plot of the third Wonder Woman film would be set during the modern day. Fucking finally. I wonder how they're going to bring Steve Trevor into that one. By December 2019, they expressed the wait between second and third films would be no longer than the time it took to release these ones. In April 2020, she said that it had a story arc that would take all four Wonder Woman films, including the Amazons film, then a th third Wonder Woman film. In late June of 2020, speaking to Heroic Hollywood about the third film status, Jenkins revealed that uh, she would have stopped working on the story, which she had been developing for six months prior, so she could see how to absorb the result of the COVID pandemic into the story. In an, in an interview with the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast in December 2020, however, Jenkins, uh, Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, those guys are great, uh, Jenkins stated that um, while she and Jeff Johns had already beat out an entire story for the third film, she now has doubts about whether she wants to make it uh, with the world's current state. Unsure if it would be her next film and if her feelings would change. While being interviewed by MTV News about um, what she would do in the third film, Gal Gadot stated that she wants the third film to take place in the present, having no interest on revisiting the past, as she feels uh, that those time periods of Wonder Woman's life have been handled perfectly. Uh, Patty Jenkins was announced recently to be doing a Star Wars movie titled Rogue Squadron, which is based off the Rogue Squadron books, video games, comic book content, Star Wars lore in general, where it's just a bunch of pilots, so that's going to be super fucking cool. It's supposed to be female-led, but the main character is supposed to be a guy, so I don't know what that means. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so in December of 2019... questions you don't want answers to. <laughs> in December of 2019, it's going to be Elliot... Um, oh, God. What's her name? What's their name? Elliot, Elliot Page. Page. It's going to be Elliot Page. You know Juno's now an Mpreg movie? All right, let's move on. In December 2019, <laughs> director Patty Jenkins announced that a Wonder Woman spinoff would be in development and it would be called Amazon's Themyscira. Uh, she's attached as a producer. She revealed that um, she's not going to direct it, though. Later that year, a filmmaker uh, stated that the spinoff will take place after Diana leaves Themyscira and that will be linked to the events of between 84 and the third film, which means we'll probably get a spotlight on Nubia, Antiope, Hippolyta, Artemis... Um, and any other, probably Donna, any other uh, Themyscarans that were shafted in the sequel. Because the Themyscaran stuff in this first movie was like a good 40 minutes. Maybe yeah. thirty, maybe 25 to 35 minutes. But in this movie, it was like 10 minutes. They were like, in and out. <laughs> Amazon Olympics, bye. <laughs> I kind of preferred this over the first um, film and showing us... Uh, kind of where they live. Yeah, it was a little I, too I, much in the first movie, but at the same time, that's her origin story. You know, she leaves yeah. the island, but after only like serious debate. In this movie, they're like, "Remember when? Sh uh, remember when the armor was here? Someone's gonna wear that." Okay, bye. <laughs> it's just exactly that um, the beginning opened. What up is with. it? Uh, <laughs> uh since th this since um HBO Max did release this in Dolby um surround sound in 4K. It th 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 there's no fucking difference. Yeah, I I, I legit I have a, I have a 4K TV. It felt like nothing was like n n no no nothing popped out besides the fireworks scene. That's yeah, about it's it. It's all good. It still looked good. Oh yeah, it did. The only problem I had was with the CGI and the big final fight at the end. It kind of reminded me of the Black Panther CGI, where it was like the movie was so good, and then a uh, two CGI suits started fighting. And that's exactly what happened at the end of this. And I was like, come on. The movie was going great until you showed off what's happening here. Like, um, Cheetah looked good in the CGI, don't get me wrong. And Kristen Wiig had face makeup on. But the fight was just so like, this is CGI and it hurts my face. So, mm. 
Also, the invisible jet thing was really cool because in the comic books, that's mostly just a joke. It was made for the TV show for kids. But since now she has powers to turn things invisible, I think that's fucking cool. And the joke that she lost a cup is super funny. <laughs> I only did it once to a cup and I lost it. <laughs> that's, yep. just, that's hilarious. Imagine stepping on invisible broken mug shards. Ouch. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> So, God. let's get on to the plot before I start drolling on about the dumb shit in this movie. <laughs> um, as a young girl, uh, Diana Prince, can we, why? That's her name. I know, but, like, they just had to, like, they, they just used, like, the pseudonym from the first film. Diana Prince. Remember when she was introducing herself? Yeah, that that's the name in the comic books. She goes by Diana on the, um... On the Themyscaran Islands, but they don't have last names over there. So she just said Prince. Well, no, she was going to say, in the first one, she was going to say Princess, but then Steve cut her off, and, and it's just Diana Prince. Because mm-hmm. she was so going to say Diana Princess of Themyscira, but it was Diana yes. Prince done. Yep. Uh, as a young woman, Diana Prince participates in a, in a multi-stage athletic competition of the Themyscira, uh, on Themyscira against older Amazons. After falling off her horse and taking a shortcut, she is disqualified. Which is bullshit, because she thought on her feet and fucking won. I would have given her the gold. (laughs) Diana's mother, Queen... um, Hippolyta. Hippolyta, thank you. And where um, Aunt... um, Antiope. Antiope. Jesus, I... Huh? You can say Samascara, but you can't say Antiope. Come on, man. Well, no, 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 because I I heard you say it, so my my, my brain was able to... Uh Say it. Um, lecture her on the importance of truth because no hero is born from lies. And that's exactly what this whole movie is based off of. Yes. In 1984, <laughs> um, decades after the events of World War One, uh, Diana works as a senior anthropologist. Um, thank you, anthropologist. I was gonna I was gonna pronounce it out of my head. Anthropologist <laughs> at the Smithsonian Institute in Washington D.C., specializing in the culture of ancient Mediterranean civilization. Uh, Diana continues to, uh, to fight crime as Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, albeit. Uh, hey, fuck you! <laughs> albeit, while while maintaining some anonymity. And there we go. <laughs> at work, she meets Barbara and... Minerva. Yeah. Minerva, thank you. Um... <clears throat> Uh, an insecure woman who idolizes and envies Diana for her beauty and confidence and befriends her. After Wonder Woman foils an attempt robbery, the FBI asks Barbara to um, identify and cash on stolen um, antiques from the from the robbery. One item both women take notice is an inscription in uh, of an inscription in Latin. Hell yeah. So, this is when businessman Maxwell Lord visits the Smithsonian under the guise of making a donation. Secretly, he covets the Dreamstone, which is bullshit, hoping to save his failing oil company, also bullshit. Both Diana and Barbara unknowingly use the stone to fulfill their own desires. Diana wishes for her deceased lover, Steve Trevor, to return, causing his soul to take over another man's body. We'll talk about that. Barbara yeah, wishes to become strong and beautiful like Diana, which turns into a cheetah. During a gala night at the Smithsonian, she meets Maxwell, who seduces her in order to gain access to her office so he can take the Dreamstone. He wishes to become the, the embodiment of the stone and gains its power to grant wishes. He basically becomes a genie, while also able to take whatever desires he wants in return. I want to talk about this whole ass paragraph right now. So, 
Maxwell Lord in the comic books sometimes has superpowers. And his superpowers are mostly like reading minds or small amounts of telekinesis. He's mostly like a psychic-based character. The only reason why they used him as a, a villain in the Wonder Woman movie is because in the comic books, after he kills Ted Kord, Wonder Woman kills him. It's the only time Wonder Woman's ever really, really killed a bad guy that wasn't like a monster or a god. So it was like this huge event that happened because Maxwell Lord was such a political figure. And also, I think it was done on live television. But in the comic books, Maxwell Lord is not a Wonder Woman villain. He is a Justice League villain. And the reason why, like I said before, they used him in Wonder Woman is because Wonder Woman killed him. The Dreamstone also isn't really a thing, and Maxwell Lord becoming a genie was stupid. Minerva, uh, Barbara Minerva, who becomes Cheetah, actually gets her powers, sorry, Zach, actually gets her powers from um, an ancient uh, like dagger or an ancient rock from the Amazon that turns her into a Cheetah because it's imbued with the powers of ancient Cheetah gods or something. It's very confusing. She didn't wish to be like... Diana, and then wish to be an apex predator. It was very weird how they set this up, and that's the, well, some of my only problems with this movie. Also, uh, we're not go Patty Jenkins, even though she's a full feminist director, she doesn't address the fact that Steve Trevor had sex in another man's body with Diana, so Diana essentially raped an unconscious person. All right, boys, let's get on to the next <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. So, okay, so, so, I, you don't have to apologize about, about anything, when we get to our notes, I have questions. I I, I legit say things. I I will I, I will I will bring it up when we get there. But God, you, damn. you also watched you, you also watched both movies, so you have. Yes, if you I, have any I, other I watched back to back. Yeah. <laughs> I watched back to back. Yeah, also, Eddie Candy does make an appearance in this film. She is the old lady in the picture uh, that Diana's seen at the beginning of the movie with. Because she would have aged normally, unlike Diana, who ages like a fine wine. Yes. <laughs> um, All right. Jump on to the next paragraph, Zach. <laughs> do, do you want me to read it, or do you want to read it? <laughs> no, you read it, and then I'll blast through the last three. Okay. Maxwell becomes a powerful and influential figure as his body um, begins to slowly die while leaving chaos and destruction in his wake. As his wishes trigger instability and conflict... Barbara, Diana, and Steve investigate the Dreamstone's power further and discover that it was created by... Decalara Freya Arrow. Thank you. The god of uh, of treasury and mischief. Basically Loki. They should have just said Loki, but they had to keep it Greek. Well, well, well they also had to put treasury in there. Well, it says treachery, not treasury. Oh. Tre treachery and mischief. I am. That's low. Guys, I I woke up like not even well, about almost an hour ago at this, at point. this point. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the stone grants uh user that their wish, but exact the toll. And the, the toll that they to... take. Oh, let's, let's jump into this real quick. The toll that it takes on all the characters. I'll run through right now. Maxwell Lord it takes away his health because he's becoming the stone and granting wishes takes taxes. Um, Wonder Woman, it takes away her powers because that is what she treasures most. And for Cheetah, it takes away her humanity as slowly she becomes an asshole. But what about the guy who wished for the coffee? Uh, he probably doesn't like caffeine anymore. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I had to ask the question. That was a good scene, though. <laughs> the only way to reverse the exchange is by renouncing the wish or destroying the servant's self. Steve realizes that his existence comes at a cost. Of Diana's powers, both Diana and Barbara are unwilling to 
renounce their wish, so they try to find alternative uh, solutions. Okay, here we go. Here's the big Mama Jamma finale. So, Maxwell Lord, upon learning from the President of the United States that the U.S. satellite broadcast system can transmit signals globally, decides to use it to grant wishes to the entire world, inadvertently giving up the United States more nuclear weapons, which threatens to start a nuclear war with the Soviet Union. When I was watching this film, I was watching it with my dad, and he was like... I would have wished for the guy on TV to shut the fuck up, so then, you know, problem solved. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, Barbara joins forces with Maxwell Lord to prevent um, Diana from harming him. Steve convinces Diana to let him go and renounce her wish. Big sad. Regaining her strength, also learning to fly. Big sad. She returns home and dons the armor of the legendary Amazon warrior Asteria, and then heads to the broadcast station and battles Barbara, who has been transformed into a being of pure rage after wishing to become an apex predator. Um, people uh, said you're only supposed to get one wish, but since Maxwell Lord and the Stone are two different people, uh, she got two wishes. Bullshit, but whatever. Let yeah. it slide. After Bar after defeating Barbara by electrocuting her and throwing her in on the floor like a wet cat, Diana confronts Maxwell and uses her lasso of truth to communicate with the entire world through him. Convincing everyone to renounce their wishes because it also shows the truth as opposed to also, um, it shows the truth and also makes you tell the truth. It's a stupid lasso gimmick, but whatever. She also shows Maxwell a vision of his son, Alistair, wandering the streets as chaos ensues from his fulfillment of everyone's desires. Maxwell then renounces his wish and returns home to reunite with his son, averting global thermonuclear war. Maxwell so, Lord gets away scot-free, and that's bullshit. So, I, I, have a, I have a question. So, he wants people to renounce their wish. Okay, so the people in the UK... Uh, I guess the British girl and, and the and the Irish fellow. She wished for the Irish people to go back to where they came from. He wished for her to drop dead. Yeah. Therefore, her wish cannot be renounced. <laughs> yes, but after he renounces his wish, she comes back to life, and then her wish gets renounced. That's the that that's the one five second scene we missed. Because okay. you see him renounce his wish, and then you see her sit sit back up right as uh, scene transitions. So right. after that climax, sometime later, Diana meets the man who used who who Steve Trevor wore, uh, and she continues to protect the world. Mid credit scene spoilers. Beep 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 beep. Spoiler alert for the mid credit yeah. scene. Uh, ultimately, Asteria is revealed to be alive and living among humanity in secret, much like Diana, and she is played by Linda Carter, the, the original, original Wonder Woman. I know that Super that, cool. I, that was cool. It was a nice scene. So, that's the end of the movie, guys. There was no end credit scene. The mid credit scene didn't even tease up a sequel, except for maybe that Asteria will show up in the Amazons movie. But she's supposed to be living in isolation and in secret, so who knows? Um, yeah. She's uh, also living in, like, Spain, which is where Aquaman shows up in. So, like, does Aqu is she in the background of one of the Aquaman scenes? Because that would be cool. But she's I not. Might, I, I'm thinking about that I, uh, I might boycott Aquaman 2 if... Shut up. Um, if that bitch isn't it, to be that honest. bitch, Amber Heard. Listen. I'm not going to boycott it because it is my God-given right to watch every comic book movie and I have I to know it is so. your God-given right, but <laughs> Amber Heard's a fucking monster. I'm not going to support her. I separate the art from the artist. I don't like Chris Pratt as a person, but I like his him as an actor. Chris Pratt's a little too, like, mega Christian for me. Yeah, true. He's for like true. the Anglo-Christian, like... No gays, no divorce, none of this bullshit, even though he did divorce his wife and now he remarried to Christian Schwarzenegger, but it's whatever. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> cool. So, um, but God forgives sins and divorces a sin. Also, so is premarital sex, but it's whatever. So, 
Um, here are my mid-movie notes. <clears throat> it's kind of short because uh, we decided to cover this film after I watched it, so I just gave some of my notes abridged. Uh, they don't say Wonder Woman at all in this film. It's weird, but they never say it directly. Um, glad we didn't spend time with the Amazons in this. Boring in the last film. Gal Gadot looking as fine as ever. Kristen Wiig in the gym scene is fire. Cheetah's CGI was kind of meh at times. It was a good fight scene with meh CGI. Gold armor is very stupid looking, but it's prime 80s, so it works. Uh, this is a super cheesy film. Pedro Pascal steals the show. This ain't a Wonder Woman movie. Uh, surprised he... Uh, this ain't a Wonder Woman movie. That should be another comma there. Surprised he didn't die because Maxwell Lord gets killed by Wonder Woman. Uh, plus, also, they always kill their villains in the movies because they never want to bring them back. So it would be cool to see Maxwell Lord or Alistair Lord show up in, like, a future film. Mm. Um, no, no, that's different news. Um, Jenkins will be doing a Star Wars movie. Hell yeah. No sequel bait, which is kind of lame. The first film was all about World War One, so it was surprised they didn't talk about the Cold War that much. They talked about it in like two scenes. And my final note is Chris Pressure, Chris Pressure, Chris Pine is a treasure here. Can't wait to see how they shoehorn him into the third one, whether it be an ancestor or some dumb shit. Zach, you have three notes. <laughs> Well, you know, oh, uh, I, I want to comment on, on your note. Uh, they, they didn't say a Wonder Woman at all in this film. And I'm just picturing j just like Will Smith walking in. Is she type? Is she some kind of a Wonder Woman? <laughs> <laughs> is she some kind of Wonder Woman? <laughs> what are we, some kind of Suicide Squad? <laughs> yeah, so I, I have I have three notes because actually I, I was paying attention to this film. But I didn't want to like just keep on writing random little bits mm -hmm. for this one. I got three. Um, Chris, Pine, Chris Pine stole another man's life. And also his Pop-Tarts. Yes. You can never forgive that. Uh, Kristen Wiig is not a believable villain. In not entirely opinion. true, but Pedro Pascal is the bigger villain, so I'll agree with it. Well, no, I, I, I put her down as a villain because she also has she, – she, she has another plot device, to be honest. Her plot device is uh, she wants to be better, and then she does it the wrong way. And it's, it's stupid, but it is what it is. When did Kristen Wiig make this movie into Cats featuring Wonder Woman? <laughs> when she wished to be an apex predator on the helicopter, on the plane, the helicopter, yeah, the helicopter. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't see her as a believable like baddie, to be honest. Uh, the problem with Cheetah is she's always on the fence about being a bad guy. In the older stuff, she was always a bad guy, but then in the newer origin, which they made for Rebirth, I believe, which was 2016 or so. Uh, they made Cheetah into, like, a, almost like an anti-villain, where she's a bad guy, but she has, um, good moments in her life. It's this whole weird situation because of who she was before she touched the stupid Cheetah Rock. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Mm. She'll probably be back as an older character in some of the other movies, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Alright, so let's move on to the reviews. So... Wonder Woman 1984 received praise from critics for its escapist qualities and Jenkins' take on the 1980s, though many commentators found this film overindulgent or cliché. On the review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes, 67% of 268 critics have given uh, the film a positive review with an average rating of 6.3. 
The website's critical consensus reads, Wonder Woman 84 struggles with sequel overload but still offers enough vibrant escapism to satisfy fans of the franchise and its classic central character. It's also two and a half hours long. Uh, according to Metacritic, uh, which sampled 55 critic reviews and calculated an overall score of 59 of 100, the film received mixed to average reviews. And I can agree with that. I gave mine a little bit higher because I liked a lot of the cheese fest. I love Chris Pine and uh, Gal Gadot. Oof. She's a great actress, despite what everybody else says. I think she's good. She's going to nail Cleopatra. Can't wait. So I will um, be reading the good no, review. No, but wait, wait, hold on. Let me do it. Okay, okay uh, Hunter. Because you gave it the good review. You can read the good review. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why you needed to say it, but that's fine. I want to say because you keep saying it whenever I get the good review. That's true. That's fair. Uh, so, Good by Aaron Newerth from We, Li- uh, we Live or We Live Entertainment. It was hard to tell in the statement. That was uh, They gave it a 7 out of 10. Wonder Woman 1984 doubles down in the first film. Strive to find optimism in desperate situations while amping up the colors and lighter sensibilities. That's facts. It's a colorful movie. <clears throat> Zach, bad review time. Uh, we don't know where this came from. Uh, the it, score. It, it came from his own website. It came from Leonard Malton. Uh, overall, this is a disconnect from the movie, except uh, for the moment that it focused on human uh, scale situation. It struggles to be relevant and serious, but in most superficial, cartoony ways, it's uh, it drones on for two and a half hours, but it hasn't got a lot to say. Yeah, it's just a lot of like visually popping scenes. So, I gave this movie eight Chris Pines eating Pop Tarts out of ten. That scene was fantastic. <laughs> I, I gave it a 6.5 Christian wigs kicking the shit out of a drunk pervert out of 10. Nice. That was a good scene, too. She just fucking she kicks killed that him. dude. She basically killed that guy. She kicks that dude's teeth out, and then she kicks him across the fucking street. I was like, oof. <laughs> she fucking threw him into a truck, kicked him in the chest, kicked him in the head. Yeah, He's dead. Gnarly. That was gnarly. She just obliterates this dude's whole life. He's like, gone. All right, Zach, uh, anything to close out before we go? Um, well, we, 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 at here at the Box Office Losers, we'd like to wish you a happy new year. Uh, this film is, this review is coming up on Friday. Which is 1-1. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So we do wish you all a very happy new year. We hope 2021 is a lot better. Um, we can actually not have to be virtually doing this podcast. We kind of want to break out and do it via normal ways. We will try uh, our best. Yeah, so be prepared for that. Uh, anything you want to add, Hunter? Uh, definitely watch this film when you can. It's only going to be on HBO Max for 31 days. HBO Max is only $15 a month, and the price of admission for one ticket for Wonder Woman would basically be $15, so you're stupid if you don't end up getting it. Uh, the movie's not that bad. Give it a chance. Wonder Woman 1 is better. Alright, that's it. Yeah. So Zach, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me virtually anywhere at Dark Shadow Zake. Um, I'm also a contributor on the sports hit list. Uh, tomorrow, uh, the review for AEW is coming up. We are doing uh, a tribute show to the late great Brody Lee. So uh, be prepared for that, guys. Uh, Hunter, where can they find you? You can find me almost anywhere at Scruffy Moose Man on Instagram, Twitter, etc. You can also find me at Pound That Button, a PlayStation podcast every Tuesday, Android's Amazing Podcast, a comic book podcast on Wednesday, and soon 
a Star Wars podcast called The Farthest Galaxy on Thursdays. That means I'm going to have a podcast four days in a row. I want to die. <laughs> you do it to yourself. I know, um, I like talking to people. So it's going to be Tuesday Pound, Wednesday po- uh, Comic Podcast, Thursday Star Wars, Friday Box Office Losers. Woo-hoo. A podcast for every day of the week. Well, we're we're switching um, pound that button to every other Tuesday, but as of right now, it is every Tuesday. We're still working on the format and what we want to do proper with 2021 <laughs> schedule. So we'll keep you posted on that. But yeah, follow my podcast. I'm on Instagram everywhere. And uh, thank you guys for listening. You can follow Box Office Losers on Instagram at Box Office Losers and Twitter at Box Losers. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. Happy New Year, guys. Hopefully 2021 doesn't suck major cheeks. Yes. And uh, see ya. Hopefully, hopefully us can get back. Hopefully we can get into theaters and just watch films normally. Exactly. I want to watch a movie with you in theaters, Zachariah. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace out. Deuces.